tonight. Uh, we're going to be continuing our conversation from the topic, Talking the Talk and Walking the Walk, Ephesians chapter 5. Uh, we'll be looking at verses 21, I'm sorry, verses 22 through 33. Uh, as you know, I always do a recap just in case we have someone joining us that has not had an opportunity to join us before. And so we're coming from Ephesians. We said that the author of the book of Ephesians is Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ. We've talked about how the book of Ephesians is composed of six chapters, the first three chapters dealing with doctrine, the final three chapters dealing with duty. We talked about the first three chapters uh, deal with spiritual content, and the final three chapters dealing with spiritual conduct. We highlighted the fact that one key theme in the book of Ephesians is the unity of the family of God by Jesus Christ. The fifth chapter of Ephesians, as we talked about, deals with application, uh, incorporating and applying what has been taught into our everyday walk. We said that the, walk, the word walk is synonymous in this chapter with the word life or live. Verses 22 through 33 talks about the marriage relationship. Hence tonight's talk topic, talking the talk and walking the walk in the marriage relationship. I must say, Ephesians, the fifth chapter, verse 22 through 33, has been the cause of heated debate among believers and non-believers alike. Therefore, I believe it is imperative that we start from the beginning when the marriage relationship was first created before we actually take a, uh, go into Ephesians chapter 5. And so let me just paint the picture. And again, let me uh, explain our rules of engagement before we begin uh, our discussion. Um, because we have people joining us via um, different methods uh, through the medium or media, we ask that the ones of you that are here in person, that if you have a comment or, or, any, or anything you like to add, that you would utilize a microphone, simply because we want them, the people that are joining us from the other means, to be able to enjoy the entire conversation. You know? And so again, uh, raise your hand. You will be acknowledged, and we'll, we'll just allow the Lord to, to use everyone as he sees fit. So again, we're going to talk about the marriage relationship, and so just let me paint a picture. After God had finished his creative acts of forming the earth, the universe, the animals, etc., etc., he formed man. And so I'm going to ask for those of you that would like to follow along, uh, you can go to Genesis, uh, the book of beginning, Genesis 2, We'll be reading verses 18, 18 through 25. I'll be reading the New American Standard Version, and your, your version may read a little bit differently, but I think it says the same thing. So I'm going to just give you a second for those of you that, that are still using paper to go ahead and turn there. But again, we'll be coming out of Ephesians, or excuse me, Genesis chapter 2, verses 18 through 25. Let us read, and it says, Then the Lord said, It is not good for man to be alone. I will make him a helper 
suitable for him. Out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the sky and brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And whatever the man called a living creature, that was its name. The man gave names to all the cattle and to the birds of the sky and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, which was the man, there was not found a helper suitable for him. Verse 21. So the Lord caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man, and he slept. Then he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh at that place. The Lord God fashioned into a woman the rib which he had taken from the man and brought her to the man. Verse 23, the man said, this is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Verse 24, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and his mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Verse 25, and the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. Okay, so again, we've looked at the creation of the family, of the relationship which we now know to be married. So, so, so let me just throw out some, 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 some things to, to, to consider, to ponder. God is a systematic God, which simply means, the word systematic simply means having, showing, or involving a system, meaning a method or a plan. Let me say that again. The word systematic means having, showing or involving a system, meaning a method or a plan. Another definition for systematic is arranged in or comprising an order system. Here we go. Everything that God created is working on a system. The sun the moon, the stars op operate on a system. That's why at certain times they switch places. They're working systematic in the system. The seasons of the winter, summer, spring, and fall, follows a system. Everything that God created follows a system and all that he created serves a specific function in God's creation. Are you with me so far? The sun performs a specific function, and his function is different from the moon. Right? And so again, I just want to make sure that does not mean the sun is more valuable than the moon. That does not mean that summer is more valuable than winter. Even though most of us, you know, down in Florida, we prefer what? Summer. 
they all perform a specific function in God's creation. Even when you look at the Trinity, somebody say Trinity, comprised of three. God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You see that they all have different functions, yet they are one. I can say that without a shadow of a doubt because I'll give you a scripture to back up what I just said. Jesus said, for those of you taking notes, in John 10 and 30, I and my Father are one. Now let's take a look at the difference between a role and a function. The main difference between a role and a function is that a role is played by someone in a, someone in a specific circumstance, whereas a function is the natural purpose of something, the duty of something. So now let's look at the function when it talks about the woman and the man scripturally. Again, you know, I want you to, to, to ask questions. Ask what you will. We, we, we believe that the Holy Spirit is going to be in the midst of this discussion. In Genesis 2 and 18, we're going to go back. I know we read it, but we're going to talk about it a little bit in depth. It is recorded as God said, it's not good for man to be alone. Right? If you're reading your Bibles, hopefully your Bible said something to that effect. God said that is not good for man to be alone. This lets us know that humans are created to be social beings. You know, I, I, we're, we're not created to just be by ourselves for the most part. God goes on to say in this same verse, I will make him, the man, what? A helper. Suitable to him. So let's look at the word help. The word help is most often used of God being able to help his people and does not indicate any inferiority or subordination. Are you, are you following? It does not indicate any inferiority or subordination. The man and woman were meant to be partners. Equal partners. We're going to look at the script because again, because I'm telling you I, I, I've, I've already prayed this, this, this piece here messes up a lot of people. And so we're going to look at it from a biblical standpoint and again we, we, want, we want to break it down and talk about it. So equal, we, we said that they're, they're partners. They were meant to be partners. Somebody say partners. 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 
equal part. Each, somebody say each, contributing their full abilities to the well-being of each other. Did you catch that? Both of them are individuals, but they're both dedicated to taking their abilities and using their abilities to the well-being of the other. The well-being of the other. Each contributing their full ability to the well-being of each other and the family, all for the glory of God. All for the glory of God. And so, so, so Ephesians, we're getting ready to get into Ephesians. Somebody said, we're getting ready to go. <laughs> we're getting ready to go to Ephesians 5.22 because Ephesians 5.22 through 33 shows us how God's system of marriage is supposed to work. As we go forward, now this is, this is critical. Somebody said critical. It is critical to keep in mind that these passages are written to the Ephesian believers. Somebody say believers. This passage that we're talking about is written to believers. You got to be able to be, you have to be able to be a believer, or you have to be a believer to believe that what he says can work. That's why a lot of times, in the natural, a lot of times the unbeliever can't grasp what he's about to say. What he's about to say, how the system is supposed to work. Again, God is the author, and I shared this with the men. God creates systems. I said in our men's distinction, uh, on Sunday, Fred, you know, he told me he thought it was pretty pretty good, so I'll share it here real quickly. I said, God created a system, and we, I talk about three systems, but he creates a whole lot of them. I said, he created God, we know that God created marriage, the, the, the family, right? We just saw that. God created the church, right? We know that God created the church. We believe that God created the government. So God is the creator of a, everything, and he puts a system into place of that which he created. Okay. In order to do what is commanded in the following verses to the utmost. Y'all know what the utmost is, right? Both people must have a belief in the one true God and have a desire to please him. Notice I didn't say to please your wife or your husband. The goal is to please him. If you please him by doing what he says, you will automatically or should automatically please your, <laughs> your spouse. And so here we go. Somebody say, it's all about pleasing God. Y'all do know that, right? You were created, Major, to please God. It's all about him. 
And so as we go, keep that thought in mind. Ephesians 5.26. This very first verse get a lot of people hung up. Because it says, Wives, be subject to your own husband as to the Lord. Some of you said, why, it says, why be what? Submissive, right? Wives are called, again, I, I invite the dialogue, right? Wives are called to submit, to, to, to submit to, to voluntarily place themselves under the legitimate authority of their husband. <laughs> I, 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 I can feel the tension in here, but we're going we're to talk. We're talking about God created the system. God's system. I'm just telling you what he said his system is. To voluntarily place themselves under the legitimate authority of their husband. This sounds, Mother Elijah, this sounds difficult, like a difficult command. But you got to keep two things in mind. Here we go. First, we must be absolutely clear. Somebody say clear. That this passage is not talking about a distinction in value or personhood. God is not saying the man is any more valuable than the woman, or vice versa. So this has nothing with somebody being thinking they're more valuable than the, the other, right? The husband and the wife of, are equal essence. We'll talk about that later, which means spiritual, in the eyes of God. In 1 Corinthians, again, because i got to use Scripture to back up what we're talking about, in 1 Corinthians 11 and 3, it lets us know that God the Son is in equal essence to God the Father, but he is subordinate to him and function. I think I said that earlier, right? 1 Corinthians 11 and 3, New American Standard, just reading. But I want you to understand that Christ is the head of every man, and the man is the head of the woman, and God is the head of Christ. So first, we, we, we made it absolutely clear we weren't talking about a distinction in value or personhood. Second, we must understand that a wife is equal to her husband in her being. Because both are made in God's image. Oh, let me back that up with the scriptures. Genesis 1 and 27 says this. God created man in his own image. He created him male and female. He created them. We learned this from Dr. Miles, and I like the way he broke it out. He says, there's a male man and there's a female man. God created them both in his 
in it. Y'all doing pretty good. Ain't nobody shoot me yet. But, but God has created a wife, the female man, to function in a significant role. Somebody say significant, but subordinate <laughs> role in his system. Okay, I thought I saw. Let me show you in Scripture, Genesis 2 and 18. Then the Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make him a helper suitable for him. Wives, be subject to your own husbands as to what? To what? To the Lord. Third, a wife's submission to her husband is not absolute. A lot of times people take that scripture, especially the male man, <laughs> and they be try, they'll try to take that scripture and they'll try to make it seem like they large and in. <laughs> when God says, hey, the wives are supposed to submit as unto the Lord. If the husband were to ask the wife to do something outside of God's will, the wife does not have to submit to anything that you tell her to do outside of his will. Question? Major, you know, I thought... Outside of his will. See, see, because, again, just me, until I learn better, I, 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 I mistook that to mean that you're supposed to do everything I say. When I said it, no matter how I came to be. But God has, of course, shown me that if you do this thing and work it the way the system's supposed to work, I'm hoping that somebody get a breakthrough tonight. You'll see your marriage take off. Because the creator of a thing knows how a thing is supposed to work. And what we have, what we as Christians have done is allowed culture to outdo what God has shown us to do. Culture. You're going to have culture, but culture should never precede the instructions that God has placed before us. Any questions? Any comments? Wives are to be subject to your own husband. The husband authority has limitations. That's what I'm trying to Wives are to submit as to the Lord. Why as to the Lord? Because we love him. We submit to God's order because we 
love him. To submit is God's order for the family. There must be partnership and order within the family. In fact, no organization, no matter what it is, can survive and exist without a spirit of partnership and order. <laughs> can you imagine if there was no order in the family? Kids getting up telling everybody. <laughs> God places order in the family because he wants the family to operate at his maximum Let, let, let me ask a question, because I've had this happen to me before. How many of y'all had two bosses before? I'm talking about two bosses. I ain't talking about a boss here and then later on a boss. I'm talking about two guys or two gals or two people telling you they both the boss. But they telling you two different things. <laughs> you go to this boss, he say, I want you to do this one. You go to this boss, you tell him that. Major, I've had it. And what happens when you don't have order is chaos. Y'all know what chaos is, right? Total confusion. I mean, it, disorder, disarray. When you don't have order, this is what you get. You get lack of organization in any organization. If you don't have order, that, or, that organization going to be chaotic. Any, any, any comment? Any, any feedback? Again, we're talking about the marriage relationship and how God created the system. Get, get, a, get, a, get, a, get, a, get a mic. You mentioned order, but, but the man is in charge of that order, correct? Because you said two people can't be in charge. So you got to have order. If you don't have order, you have chaos. So God placed man in charge of that order. He placed man, he placed man at the head of the family. He's so man is the head of that order. Excuse me. All right, I need you to have a mic. It's only if I've been following Christ. Yes, if he's, if this man don't have structure, how can you follow him? Is the blind leading the blind? We, yeah, I think you may, have, you may have walked in. We've already established what you're saying, that the, 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 the man has to be following God's structure. Well, yes, that's why, because I'm going by what he said, that man should be the order, that the man has to be in order in order to make it. I'm just saying. Yeah. said there must be order 
if there's no order, then there's chaos. And you said two people shouldn't be in charge. So all I said was, yeah, God we're, 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 we're supposed to, yeah, in ma- headship. Yeah, and majors, absolutely right. They're supposed to be working as partners. But in any organization, somebody got to be the ultimate authority. In striving for perfection ministries, the ultimate authority is Pastor Bolden. Even though Latham, as the operation guy, Adrian, as the, the administration guy, we may have some, 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 some recommendations. But how many of you know that he may not take the recommendation? So, 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 he established what we're on, what, what the final say, because he's, we believe he's operating as a head where God has placed him. Sister, go ahead. I saw a couple of hands here. You make your comment, sister. But, but in order for us both to follow the order, then we got to be in the word to see what the order is saying. Okay? Yep. Because if, if, if one is in the word and the other one is not, then... They're not going to know what the order is. Even though I might follow the order, if she's not in the word to say what the order said and not taking my word for it, then that's going to be chaos. You're saying, you're you're absolutely, you're reiterating what I said earlier, if you guys remember. This passage is written to believers. Both people believing in what God said and both are Designed to please God. See, 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 when, 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 when you put God as the focal, you'll do some stuff that your flesh don't necessarily feel like doing. <laughs> Go ahead, Brother Hurd. Oh, you did? I thought you, well, you know, I thought you, okay, my bad. No, I, you stated your case earlier. Uh, you set this all stage up about the submission thing. Uh, especially when you're talking about uh, uh, man and Adam and Eve, man and woman, husband and wife. Uh, what we, uh, what we, there was unity. Join hands. Amen. Amen. But then there was a chaos that caused an issue in the garden that that separate that unity, and we found out when. They rebelled, and God told them, if you want to go back to Genesis, go back to three, chapter 3, where he said to the woman, you, in the word it says, you desire control of your husband, and your husband's going to rule over you. There was, there was a, 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 a uh, corruption of that unity. And so what happened is, and through the time, we found out how that it was disturbing, and that's why we have the issue about submission. You also said one of the things, you said Trinity. There's God, there's Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. They are one. Also, you talk about the scripture, it would say that Christ is follow the instruction of the Father. 
but they still won. So he was giving a the direction what it looks like as unity, amen. as trinity. A a amen. And at the same time, what, what Paul is trying to say, what the family look like. Amen. Husband and wife will be he unified. He was distinguishing what a family look like. They're all in unity as husband and wife, restoring mm -hmm. what happened in the past. He's restoring what it should look like mm -hmm. for husband and wife. Amen. They are, they are restored. She is restored to a point where now, to a point where she's not, in a sense, is volunteering submitting. And you're just giving us another dis dis distinction about any organization that we have to submit. At the very beginning, it says, submit to one another. So giving another definition of submitting, submit, submitting to, your, to one another, you have to submit to authority. Any organization, you have to be willing to submit. Okay? And so this is what under God's divine the instruction and this was Paul is trying to establish. You said a, a mouthful, and you're absolutely right. And okay. so even, and her point out one thing that we got to look, even the family, you got to look at it as an organization. And so again, so, 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 so I got to ask this question, because uh, I know somebody out there online probably thinking about this, because this always happens. So I'm going, going, so what if? You know, there's always a what if. So let's talk about it. What if the wife is the better leader? What if the wife is more intelligent? What if the wife has more ability? What if the wife's bag is bigger than the husband's bag? What if she makes more money? Does that change? I'm just, I, I, that, that was a question. Because <laughs> everybody, everybody. I, 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 well, those are a lot of dynamics that you can bring up. Well, you can break it down. Pick the one you want to address. Is that, is that Michael? You saying? Okay. As far as intelligence, you know, uh, wiser and things of that nature. You know, we have to, you know, look at those options depending on the circumstance that we're dealing with. However, I do want to correct uh, Brother Herbal or clarify, <laughs> uh, get an understanding. He indicated that Eve uh, wanted control over her husband. I, I hadn't read that. And I like, and I'm going to address, because uh, she said something that I read in the definition about role, if y'all saw her, she jumped on it. And I don't know if you know if you picked it out on purpose. But, uh, no, I'm talking about Deborah, but go ahead. He, he got my. No, it's on. Uh, let's see. In Genesis chapter 3, when Jesus is giving out what happens in the garden of uh, the rebellion. Let me find it again. Okay, it's, now, this is coming out of my uh, 
the new, trans, new, trans, new living transition. It says in chapter 16, then he said to the woman, yeah, verse 16, chapter 3, verse 16 says, then he said to the woman, I will sharpen the pain of your pregnancy. In and in pain, you will give birth. And you will desire to control your husband, but he will rule over you. Once again, that's new living transition. Sorry, but that, that's not what it says here. Huh? That's, uh, that's, what, that's, that's what I was trying to quote. It says, you will desire to control your husband. That's not what it was not. That's that's my tra that's why I established the new living transition. But my my issue is is to the point where there was disturbing between the relationship between husband and wife. That's all I was trying to establish. There was there was a disruption when they rebelled when they sinned. That's all I was trying to establish. And from that point on, where we see to a point where all through the time, there was a problem where men are in control in the sense of submitting, making women second class. That's how it felt like. Some women feel like they were second class as the time went on, all because it was disturbing between male and female. And husband and wife. I'm just saying that's that's was a disturbance. That's the point I was trying to establish. Okay. After the woman, he said, "I would greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and." He shall rule over you, over thee. Okay? So basically, it's not saying that she wanted to rule over him, but she wanted to desire him, not that she won't rule over him. Okay. At least okay. not that's, that's not how I understand it. Okay. And the question that you asked before about the fact that a woman might have more wisdom. Women already have more wisdom because God gave us more wisdom than men. No okay, now, now, what? see, see, now, now, what, see, what, 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 see, 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 now? Here's, here's the thing that I would ask that, that we do. When we say those things, be be, j just like what? I'm going to do, anytime you say something, make sure you can back that up scripturally. Well, I'm just telling you that's all God built, male and female, right? No. He created but, male and female, yeah. But he gave man the strength to be the head of the house. And he said that man should follow him, and we should follow under him. You see what I'm saying? I'm just saying that it doesn't matter what the woman have or don't have. She must always respect her husband. He must always be the head of the house. Okay. I, I, just, I just, you know, when you said that, you know, women had more wisdom, yeah, I, that, that kind of threw me for a loop. Because, I mean, I, you know, I hadn't read that part oh, yet. Well, can I say something? You said it threw me for uh, a loop? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, no, just, just to your point, uh, you named all those things. Like, all those things, I don't think it, it diminishes the man's role. It doesn't diminish where God placed him at. And he placed him at the head, you know, and it doesn't put women under authority, but it doesn't diminish. All those things you said, you make more money, you, 
that still doesn't diminish my yeah. role. And, and, and that's why you and, you and, you and Deborah kind of said the same thing. Yeah. I'm just going high. So, so the question was, does, go ahead, Adrian. I'm not bad. Okay. I'm, I just wanted to deal with a couple of things. The role thing. There are cases where the woman may be better in some aspects in a role. A woman may be able to handle um, finances better in the household. And in that case, she may take the lead on managing the finances in the home. And there are cases, I don't know why everybody's so shocked, where a woman may be wiser than a man in some aspects. It, it's possible. Does that change that the husband is the head of the household? It does not. It, it, in fact, enhances how they work together. It may change the dynamics and how they run their household, but it doesn't change the order that God established. Yes, he is the, the head of the household, but yes, a woman may be able to do one of those roles better than the man and vice versa. But either way, you work together to complete what it is that God established for your home and the unity that Herb was talking about to get the things done in your household. But, hey, but, hey. but, but Myrna said God <laughs> made women wiser than men. That's some, it, some, some women he did. And, and some men he made wiser. It, it, there's a possibility that well, a woman could be wiser than a man. But God doesn't make you wiser. Like God no, didn't but make women. Individually, there could be a yeah, woman yeah. that is wiser yeah, yeah, than a man, yeah. just like there could be a man that's yeah. wiser than a woman. I think you're both saying you're both saying the same thing. What 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 came across that I gathered and I could misread her, she made it seem like one gender was wiser than the other. And that's I, not the case. I don't believe. The research that my body let, let me finish doesn't research that. However, Adrian is 100% correct. So, listen, in, in the role, listen, if the wife is better at the finances, it would be prudent for you to let her run the pride. Prudent simply means it would be, you, it, you would be wise to let the person who do it better do it. But it has nothing to do with the function. I, I agree. However, you know. However, if, 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 if we're gonna go by the order, okay. If I'm if, if I'm in if I'm in in, in 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 contact with God, He has He has made me the head. So if I'm following His lead, then He gonna make sure that I'm leading in the right direction. So He gonna give me the wisdom to lead, right? Now if I but if, if I if I'm not following him, of course, you know my wife might be wiser in a lot of areas than I am. But if I'm following him, he has made me the head. He has put me in that position, so he's gonna keep me in that position in every area of life if I follow him. Hey, here, here's what you gotta look at, though. You know, one of the things that I, I just want to make sure y'all we understand that the the marital relationship is a partnership. God, yeah, yeah, he placed you functionally as a head, but he wants you to work as partners, and partners know which one is better at something. And as a leader, go, go ahead, go, go ahead, go, go, go ahead. And as a leader, if you know that someone does this thing 
better, you let them operate in that strength, and you and it's all for the both of you. And it don't diminish as major said, but go ahead, Herb. Testamental. You guys got to remember, that's the very beginning. We, you already mentioned that before man, God brought forth a male. It was there was two. It was man and female. It was male and female within one man. Male and female in one. If you read it. If you read at the very beginning in chapter two, or verse or verse one, he's, it was it was man it was man and woman in the same body as man. It states that. So he brought forth a male. So he did not make another man. He did not. He took out a perfect man and brought forth a female. He took out a perfect man. And so what I'm trying to get is, is that when God made man, he also gave the, in, the intellect to a man. So she and he has the same intellect out of a man. God has given them. Now, Everybody has different gifts and talents. What I'm trying to establish here, we are all one in the same, in a sense, as man. We, male or female, we are we all one. Came out of what, what, what was created. You, you want me to go back and you want to go back and read it? No, I'm just, what, I, what I'm trying to say, there is the, the difference is the, the intellect. Everybody had different skills of intellect. So a woman can't be have that, or a man can't be that. Yeah, we, we, my, that's my point. It's the same. I mean, everybody is different within, within the intellect. So you can't establish because he didn't make a woman and a man. He made one man. One man. I think you're reiterating what... what, what, well, a, what that's what, what I'm saying. It's making one man to the point I'm trying to establish this. When he's talking about... what. A woman can be smarter and more wisdom than a man. He gave intellect for a man, so that's that's true. It does. It, yeah, uh, you, 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 we, we are trying to divide. You know, there is no reason for a divide that someone could be intellect more than a, a male and a female. That's that's the point I'm trying to establish. There's yeah. there's there's no difference of of the intellect that comes along with with, with a male. With, with man, man or female, because yes. they all one. And Adrian, you know, really clearly depicted that as far as the roles is concerned. It had nothing to do with the headship. You know, of course, man is the head. We understand that. However, you know, the gifts and, and the, the roles that we both play, I could be more wiser in one area and versus my husband. However, uh, unfortunately, my husband is trying to, you know, he was indicating or implying that because he's the head that God would give him the wisdom to perform these various tasks, it seems like now. Maybe I'm <laughs> a <laughs> however, I, but it's, 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 I would think that wisdom would come for you to know that, okay, he's given me this ability to do this, perform this role better than you, so it would be wise of you to acknowledge that and, and take, because we're doing it for the 
good of a family, dynamic, not for me to shine in any certain light other than for the better of, of the household and as unto the Lord. <laughs> Why are you laughing, baby? I mean, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm glad you said that, Major, because Adrian's kind of said it. Even, 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 you know, even in organizations, you know, God, you know, a, a good leader will recognize when he got some people that are strong in, in, in areas that he is not. Yeah, I mean that that's true. That that's true. All, my my only point was that that doesn't. Diminish. Okay, yeah, you're a wise leader to say, okay, this person is better at this than I am. So hey, she can handle that. But what I was, all I was saying was, okay, my role is still the same. Yeah, absolutely. But Your role don't diminish. Point. Yeah, to her point. Yeah, yeah, yeah she's yeah. absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. I'll be, I'll be a, a wise leader to say, okay, Adrian is better at finances. Deb is better at grocery shopping, or even making money. Yeah, or absolutely. Even, or even yeah, making yeah. money. But that doesn't diminish what you, my role is. Your function, that, absolutely. But that doesn't mean that I have to necessarily be doing all the things just because I'm here. I don't have to be in charge of the finance. I don't have to be in charge of all of this just because of my role. What I'm saying is because she is and she is in charge of a specific thing, that doesn't diminish me up here. You, you're, 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 you all, I think we all are saying the same thing. Because it's a partnership. I mean, Adrian, I see you look perplexed. I'm, I'm, I, I don't know why I want to bother Major a little bit, but he keep on, like, doing his hand, like, up here. Up here. Oh. And I just want to tell him it's really, like, it's really, like, right here, right here. You know what I mean? It's just the name, like, the head of the household. Oof. We got it. We get it. Hey, Major, I did see that, but I wasn't going to say nothing. <laughs> Her, her, her got the mic. My last thing to, to say, especially when you come about submission, I, I, I tailored submission to the print of a servant. Servant. You willing, you have to be able to serve. And I look at submission in the same way of serving. Serving. Now, Jesus came from a divide. And what did he say? I didn't come to be served. I come to serve. What did he teach his disciples? You, if you want to be first, you got to do what? You got to serve. And that's a willingly, willingly to serve. In the same way, that shows you, you get great measure, measure, measure in greatness is serving. And at the same time, if you submissive, you are volunteering to serve. So, why are we having an issue with submission to a point where submission is not servitude, it's not no bondage, it is giving. Same is submission. I'm serving, I'm volunteering serving you, my husband. I'm the same submission back to you. And I should do the things what God obeyed me to do or be a good husband. What it looks like if I do the things right in God's eyes for the Lord, you'll be willing to me to submit to me. So, brother, brother Major, but but 
I, th I think the problem comes when it's just like you said, is when we start uh, listening to the outside voice. We start listening to culture, <laughs> and we allow culture to say, "Okay, man, you're in charge." And then now, what happens is our mentality is that a woman is less than, mm -hmm. and more times than not, a man is not going to serve. As to her point, a woman that he feels is less than. And I, I know that's not God's design, but I'm just saying that when you start listening to the noise, you start saying, man, I'm a man, I'm in charge. And that's, you, you hear that, or a, a man is in charge, and then where man is at fault is that you start believing that and start going, okay, well, if I'm in charge, I'm better than she is. Mm. And that's where you make mistakes in thinking that your mentality now is, I can't serve something that's beneath me. Mm, that's good. Brother, uh, brother Greg, <coughs> just to give you a, a, a real life example, say about 28 years ago when I was married the first time, uh, my wife and I, we had two kids, a uh, six month old and a two year old. I wanted to buy a new vehicle. I go test drive a Corvette, <laughs> look. I come home with it. She come outside, say, you taking that back. Now, I was not in the word. Even if I was in the word, I know it wasn't right. But I was not in the word, and she was coming to church, and she was doing what she was doing. But she made a point to be steadfast and say, no, that is not suitable to what our family needs. All right? Now, she, like I said, I was not in the church, was not in the word at all, but... She was going to church, taking the kids to church. Now, when she stated that, you know, I didn't buck up or anything. You know, we had conversations back and forth. But, yeah, I came to my senses. But she had the forthright. She had the sense to know, hey, at this time, this is not suitable for our household. It's not suitable for our family. So she had the wisdom to see it. Me being a fool, <laughs> yeah, I'm calling myself a fool. Me being a fool, I did not see it in that manner. But she did. Amen. So I'm just using that as an example to say, okay, there are instances where that could be the case where a woman is going to have, we see an Asian, Asian. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know, again, partnership, with, you know, partners working together for the common good of the family. In their case, she said, hey, listen, we got two kids. All of us can't ride in this thing. I mean, that, that, that don't even make it. Uh, that, don't, hey, that don't make sense no matter what, which way you look at it. But that wasn't the case of her having more wisdom. That was the case of Greg having no wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What, yeah, he did, he, yeah, he did say he was a fool. Well, well he if, did call he, if he was in the world, oh, listen, he said it. If he was in the world and he wasn't following God and she was following God, she had more wisdom. Wisdom comes from God. You saying it. He's saying it. Yeah, y'all saying it. He didn't have wisdom. And so she had more. She was following God and the word of God. Greg was on record saying he was a fool at that time. I don't know if y'all heard him. He did say that. Everybody on media heard him too. So, I mean, ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah, you foolish at that particular instance. All right. Fred Mason, you got 
<laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Verses 23 and 24, right? For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is also the head of the church, he himself being the savior of the body. But as the church is subject to Christ, so also the wives ought to be to their husbands in everything. In these verses, God gives us a pattern or a model to follow. So let me reiterate again. I think we've all on one accord, but I'm going to reiterate. When God talks about man being the head of the woman, he's not talking about the ability, worth, competence, or value, or any of these things. He's talking about the function, as we've already talked about. He's talking about the order. We've already said that every order, every organization must have a head for it to be able to operate in an efficient and orderly manner. Do we all, do we all agree on that, right? Every organization would do that. So as the church submits to Christ, so also wives are to submit to their husbands, right? If, 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 a, if a husband is not asking a wife to sin, uh, uh, she should, and he's following the pattern that God has established, she should yield to his authority because the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church. This doesn't mean a wife will, can't disagree with a spouse. Any comment? That doesn't mean that, you know, that, that, uh, her, that at some point when the, her, the wife or uh, there's not going to be a disagreement. That's all I said. You, you ready to pounce on it? Because I'm looking to find that, I'm looking to find that even that Christian husband and wife who are following it, that, 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 that there's ne not, never been a disagreement. I'm still trying to find that couple. <laughs> Miss Shirley don't say much, but she said that. <laughs> she said, there's going to be some disagreement. And so, so again, I, I just wanted to say that because, you know, a lot of times, you know, we can, you know, say, hey, you know, when you're here, you shouldn't be disagreeing. No, we can, we, we can disagree. But, but a disagreement doesn't mean out of order. No, 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 no. Yeah. So, so when you you got to clarify that, Major, though, because I mean you you got you got to. No, no, I mean we're 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 one, so we have differences of opinion. Amen. I mean, we're not going to agree on everything. Check. But that doesn't change the order. Check. And, and a disagreement is a disagreement. Check. Yes, and let's elaborate on that disagreement. So, yes, okay, we're going to have a disagreement. So the end conclusion of this disagreement. The head's gonna make the decision. <laughs> 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 okay, that's, that's where I was. Okay. <laughs> Maybe you couldn't wait to say that one. <laughs> I'm glad you finished that, Major. <laughs> right or wrong? Right or wrong? I mean, what, what is the disagreement uh, about? Well, because this thing, we don't, this, the disagreement, it obviously, one has a, a, a different view of a matter. And there's a disagreement. We see things differently. And so the end conclusion, regardless of what the subject matter is, you said the head. Well, well no, let me, let, me, let me rephrase that. So, so, so no, no. So if we're just talking about if, we're, if we have differences about opinions, that's one thing. But facts are facts. If it's something that, that benefits my family, we're not talking about a disagreement about, you know, 
who's going to do the dishes or that type of disagreement. I mean, you could sort that out. But a, a disagreement that affects our entire family, we do what's right. It's, it's not what you think is what's right. That's, that's all I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not saying. And that's yeah. great. That, I'm, I'm glad you, you, know, you pointed that out because your facts are facts, right? And, and, and things, again, it all boils, come back to the word of God. Right. You know, and, and, you know, when we're seeking God and, and, you know, for guidance and direction in a matter which we should be, he said, acknowledge him in all our ways, right? So it should be uh, that it comes out harmoniously, you know, in that. But, you know, unfortunately, it doesn't always. But the end conclusion, you indicated that. Yeah, yeah because the head hey, is the hey, responsible. Keep, keep, the head, uh, uh, sorry, Iggy. The head is the responsible party. So, I mean, if we, if we can't come to an agreement, I mean, we have to, we have to go somewhere or else we just continue to, to argue or disagree. So there has to be, there has to be some, some conclusion. And, uh, but I lean to what's right. What's right? Do what's right. A exactly. Whatever that, what is, whatever is right. It's not, it's not what I think. It's not what you think. It's what's right. And if we can get to that point, then that's right. Just I, I, and I Th agree. That's just yeah, I agree. And, and oftentimes, unfortunately, there are times you know we have a skewed view of what, you know what's right. Sometimes we allow our personality, you know, pride, you know, those kind of factors to infiltrate our mode of thinking, and we have a tendency to think really believe that, you know, is right, but. But, but I think that's, those are just our opinions. I mean, like, like I said, if we, if we have an opinionated argument, then, then that's one thing. But right and wrong is right and wrong. The lines are not skewed. I mean, right is right, wrong is wrong. A difference of opinion, we should be able to come to some sort of, you know, conclusion about what we're going to do about that. But if we're talking about doing what's right, that wins every time. Herb, I just want to mention, mention something about agreement. The place of agreement is a place of power. It's a place of power. And I, I can come with uh, Matthew 18, 19 says, I also tell you this, if two of you agree here on earth concerning anything you ask, my Father in heaven will do it to you. So my point is, a place of agreement is a place of power. So, so, so Christ is the head of the church. It simply means that Christ has authority over the church. Do we all agree with that? That Christ is, has the authority over the church? Okay. And so, so long as the church lived by this, under this authority, under this rule, the church should experience love, joy, peace, and order. Right? You know, any church, I mean, we just use a, 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 a local church. If the church is flowing under Christ's rule, you should see that kind of, those type of things flowing within that particular church, right? The husband is the head of the family. We talked about that, the ultimate authority. The wife is to be subject, submissive to the husband, just as the church is submissive to Christ. So long as she and the rest of the family live by this rule, the family could experience love, joy, peace, and order, and fulfill its function and purpose on earth. This is, of course, assumes that the husband is fulfilling his part in the family. I just wanted to say that. Let's see. 
as in any organization, I want to reiterate that, foot stump, as in any organization, right, each member must do its part for what? The organization, right? Okay, so, so, so again, but here's the piece that I think that it will help us out if we get this, this piece. This piece here, going, this piece here, verse 25 through 30, let's, let's, let's talk about it. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself up for her so that he may sanctify her, having cleaned her by the washing of, of water with the word, verse 27, that he may present himself, present, present to himself the church in all her glory, having no spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she will be holy and blameless. Verse 28. So husbands ought to love their, their wives, love their own wives as their own body. He who nourishes and cherishes it, just as Christ also does the church, because we are one member, we are members of the same body. So here we see that Paul is telling the husband, love your wives, just as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. See, not, 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 not in here. Far too many men think that headship means being a dictator. Not in here, though, right? But, I, but, 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 but at one point, I, 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 that's, before I learned this, even when I was in church, until I learned this, I still was playing, trying to play the dictator. That just relates to me. But then when God gave me a revelation, he said, hey, that, that's, that's not what, what, your, what your function is as in the in the family, right? And so, 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 so sometimes men can do that. Biblical headship means being responsible authority. Y'all agree with that? I mean, why are you laughing on that, A.D.? The husband is responsible for leading his family in the advancement of God's agenda in the context of love. Did y'all hear that? Major, your job as the head of the family is to lead the family in the advancement of God's agenda. Not your agenda, not my agenda, but God's agenda, always in the context of love. Husbands are to love their wife according to Christ's standard. Did y'all hear that? Did y'all, did y'all, did y'all really understand what Christ's standard was? Christ loved the church so much. That he gave his life for. So, Major, what, what that's saying to us as men, we got to love our wives to the point that we're willing to do. <laughs> yeah. We're willing to sacrifice. We're willing to do stuff that may hurt us. Hey. Hey, hey, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping, I, I can, you know, this is just my opinion. I'm off the word. I'm, well, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I can't say with absolute, I, I don't, I, you ask my opinion, so that's what I'm saying, because it's an opinion. I, I'm hoping that I, you know, if somebody was shooting, I'd jump in front of Sister Latham. I, I, I'm hoping so. 
But I got a niece who was getting ready to get married. And she would, her fiance, the bullet started flying, he got behind her. <laughs> she cut him loose the next day. Told me, Uncle, I can't hang with it. He was behind my skirt. I don't know. <laughs> oh, Major, go go to the boat. Adrian, you was on the boat. So, so we had this discussion on the boat, and the conversation was that if your wife was overboard, would you go down and get her? If what if you, you can't swim? swim? I mean, Major, you taking us off point, man. Oh, okay, go, go ahead, go ahead, my bad. Well, I go on record, and Sister Latham was there. I t you know, I said, hey, on the boat, Adrian heard me. I said, I ain't coming in. What? No, I did, but, but, she, but I, I made it up front. I know you laughed, Miss Pam, but I told her, I can't swim. Somebody got to survive to keep the family rolling. <laughs> that, that was me. <laughs> but I ain't saying everybody going to be like that. Hey. But, 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 but. But, but, but teacher, I mean, if you know a bullet is coming, huh? and you, if I know a bullet is coming and I don't jump in front of Deborah, then how am I going to live with myself knowing that I allowed that to happen to her and I'm still here? How am I going to function knowing that something I could have done about this? I'm agreeing with you. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm agreeing with, yeah. I'm you. I'm agreeing with you when the bullet's flown. And I need both of y'all died. But what I'm saying... Throw us some belt or something to grab over to. Don't just. Uh, no, I wasn't going to just abandon. I just wasn't going to dive in. <laughs> I, I, I was perfectly clear about that. The, the question I got is, is Brother Elk, is what did Jesus give up his life for? For the church. For what, though? Oh, you, you tell For sin. Okay. Okay, so okay. I think that's the difference. Okay. Did y'all catch that? He just dropped a nugget. He gave his life to save us from ourselves. Yeah, to save us from ourselves. He couldn't save ourselves. He gave it up for love. Yeah, for love. And that's, what we, that's all we're asking Brother L to do. Hey, okay. You got, if you got to go in and get Sister Latham, hey, okay. Take one for the team. This true story, and I'm gonna move on. We was on a we was on we was on a cruise, right? You know, how to, and she was so close to the window. I say, baby, you need to back up a little bit. Yeah, cause I, you know, and she backed up. But but again, major, we, we're talking about love. You know, I know we're making fun of this, but 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 Christ expects us to love husbands that that a sacrificial love, an agape type of love, a selfish love. A love that is willing to give, give, and give even to it hurts. A love that is not just based on affection and feeling, but it's a love of the mind and will as well as the heart. You, you, you see what I'm saying? And see, because sometimes your, your affections, you ain't going to feel like loving her. But, but, your, but you can set your will to do it even when you when you. you your, your feelings ain't in it. Commitment. 
I see her. Only thing I can say is that, uh, especially coming from the military perspective, mm-hmm. and it's been in, in, in the type of job that I did, there's times where you say it's for the country, for the nation. Mm-hmm. And the missions and some of the missions that I have performed, I know. I know what you do. I have to put my life out there. Check, check. There was times that they told, you know, they would say, hey, you might not make it back home, but are you willing to sacrifice mm-hmm. for this nation of what the cause yeah. of it? Check. And so, yes, I understand you know, that I, I did put myself in that, in, in that position. And that was life and death. And I can say, praise the Lord, that I'm here. Amen. Because I, I know what I did and what I, what, you know, to, the, to that point. Um, and sometimes you don't know what you will do. Absolutely. In a situation. Amen. You know, I, I, especially for someone that didn't know how to swim, my father was granted. We was in a boat fishing, and we was... <laughs> And he can't swim. Didn't have no life preserver. And he lost his brand new fishing pole. And he forgot everything that he couldn't swim. <laughs> and he was about to jump into the water. I had to grab him safely, pull him back, and let him know in reality, you can't swim. Now, my, my question was, I know how to swim. Would I have jumped in there for him or do whatever I need to save him? To a point, um, I think that uh, I will would have sacrificed myself to be able to bring him back, but I knew that I would have been able to uh, to survive. If you understand what I mean, only going to depend on the circumstances that you will put your life for it in. Um, that's all I can say. Get a mic, man, if you don't mind. I'm sorry. I think, well, for me, I'll say it's for me. For me. The military thing is a little different. You know, you say, you know, you raise your hand, you say you swear. Well, after that, you ain't really got no choice. I mean, come on. I'm just saying for me. Mm-hmm. So, but did I mean that I, like, I know that I'm going to die for my country? No. No. Because if, if a deployment said, okay, Major, you got a choice. You don't have to go if you don't want to go. I wouldn't have went. But I didn't have a choice. You go or you go to jail. So that's different. I think, I think that's different. If given, if given an option, we say, mm, I'm good at the house. I'm, I'm good stateside. I mean, I'm not going to say, yeah, because I swore to defend my country. But you're giving me an option. I'm going to go ahead and do this. With, with the thought of, I may not come back to my family. I, I, for me, I'd opt out. But in that instance, I, I mean, we want, we, you don't have a cho- you didn't have a choice. You can't say, well, I don't want to deploy. You can't say, well, I don't want to go overseas. We, we don't, we, I didn't have that option. So for me, it would have been probably if, if I know, you know, hey, uh, you're giving me a choice. Major, do you want to deploy? Take a chance on maybe not returning home to your family. Yeah, but if you love your wife as Christ said you love your wife, you don't have a choice. You know, yeah, you don't you don't have a choice because love will override everything else. You know, we talked about this not too long ago. 
because I had this dream that I had to get in front of her to, to protect her from a bullet. Remember we talked about that? And I, I was thinking in my mind, even in my dream, if I don't do this, then how can I live with myself knowing that I had a chance to, to, to probably get wounded and save her but not doing anything at all? So, so, so Christ loved us enough to die for us. So we, we, we can't even come, we can't even think about it when it comes to protecting or loving our wife as Christ loved the church. This is something that we, that love, love calls for you to do. So you do it. I just want to add to that. I know sometimes you, you may say you think you know what you would do in a circumstance, but sometimes when you're faced with it, that really will show you what you would do. Now, for me, and I was just thinking about a real deployment when the mortars are flying and we're under attack. We, we got our gear and stuff on, and somebody fell down, and they couldn't make it to cover. And, the, you know, the stuff was flying and, and landing. And without thinking, kind of like Fred described, I didn't, yeah, you, you, Major, yeah, you got it in your mind, like, hey, it's safer where I'm at. I'm undercover. I'm already in a safe place. But very quickly, I don't know if I could live with myself if the girl who fell down just right there that I could, I could have, I helped her without, a, without much of a thought on would I, will I make it back for both of us, will, will I be strong enough to get her and get us both back to safety? Or will, or will she live and, and then I die? But I did quickly. And because of the love and the relationship that you had, I couldn't have watched her not be able to make it where I was. That's good. That's and, good. and another scenario with the war, talk about the water. We had a, a nephew, we were on a family trip, and he was in the pool and he was he just, when I looked up, he was drowning. And we had a crowd of families standing around, but very quickly, I, was I strong enough? I, Herb, I didn't know if I was strong enough to get him and get back, but something about the adrenaline and in that moment and the love, could I have stood there and watched? Some people got it. I mean, I don't know what do they call that? Fight or flight or whatever. It's, it's, it was there. And the strength came from I don't know where. You know, he's almost as big as me. He's a little boy, but I, could, I got him and we got to, to safety. And so I just think that we could say what we, you know, what you would or won't do. But in that moment, like them even you, you know, I can't swim. Yeah. But in that yeah. moment, something, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. You, we would do something, I would hope, you know, for the, per the person and the people that God has put in our lives, the people that you love, yeah. to try to save them. And I, and I was, you know, I was making a joke, you know, but, but I mean, you know, we're, we're, you know, as husbands, we're to love our wives, we're to be willing to sacrifice, we're supposed to protect her, we're supposed to sanctify her, I mean, you know, you know, take her from where she is now to, to take her where God wants her to be, we're supposed to nurse and cherish her like we were our own bodies, you know how, you know how you take care, most of us take care of real good of our, our own personal body, we're supposed to do that same thing to our wives, right? You know, in, 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 in verse 31 through 33, I'm going to read this. we got 30 minutes, and I'll just, for this reason, shall a man leave his father and mother and shall be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. And so the point I, th I, I think I want to make is, is, is this, you know, God is letting us know that, hey, in this particular piece, the, 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 the marital relationship is so important 
especially on a spiritual connotation. Hey, we, you know, the, the, the man is supposed to leave his, mo his mother and father and be joined to his wife. Joined means glued, walking in unison, right? And so, you know, we've been talking, you know, or we're, we're out of time. We, we, we've been talking about walk, talking and talking, walking and walk in, 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 in the relationship. And here's the, here's the point I want to leave us with this. If we're going to experience the, the, the family dynamics from a heavenly perspective that God would have us to do, we have to follow the alignment that he establishes. You, you, you see, and so, uh, again, I appreciate your comments. Uh, you know, I hope, you know, that, that you got some revelation and some things. We're going to go ahead and transition to our announcement.